0: This program is brought to you by the Scripps College of Communication, which is comprised of five schools, each offering a variety of majors and programs for students who want to pursue communication-related careers. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. Welcome to Spectrum. Spectrum features conversations with an eclectic group of people. Some are famous and some aren't, but the common thread is that they all have captivating stories. Today we're talking with Lydia Catalano, an award-winning multimedia Italian journalist. She's visiting the United States for three months to research the social impact of the growth of alternative work arrangements, or it's sometimes called the gig economy, temporary, on-call, independent contract and freelance workers. Currently, she writes for a Turin-based Italian daily newspaper and covers national and international issues such as education, migration, gender equality, the labor market, and unemployment. Talk to us about the kind of tour that you're on and uh, who sponsors it. How do you get uh, involved in
1: it? Yeah. So I'm here in the United States through um, a fellowship that I uh, was awarded by the Atlantic Council in Washington, D.C., and uh, so I applied through the Transatlantic Media Network. That's what um, offered the opportunity uh, to European journalists to travel widely in the United States, uh, like for this three-month trip that is actually a round trip. <laughs> so right. I started I started in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to end up there after the three months tour and uh it's so it's i think it's really a once in a lifetime opportunity because uh who many people I talked to, even Americans, they said, I've never been to the place <laughs> where <laughs> you're going to. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going to see. I mean, I think that's a great because, uh, you know, we have European uh, correspondents here in the United States, but they are based uh, generally in Washington, D.C. and or New, New York City. Man. So. it it happens very often that they have to write about or talk about something they don't really know because they don't really have a chance to travel a lot. And, and, you know, they go to places where there's like a hurricane, of course, or Mm -hmm. something big happening. But other than that, they just stay, like, in their offices in New York City and uh, Washington. But this is such a wide and, uh, you know, different country. I mean, there's uh, every place you go uh, is uh, unique. <laughs> and so you don't really um, get a chance to understand it unless you go there. So uh, go and see. And, which...
0: and every place speaks English a little bit differently with a little different accent or Yeah, or, that's right. <laughs> <or> so, <dialect. laughs>
1: like, especially for an alien. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Like me, (laughs) it's quite tough, but, you know, uh, that's a good, really a good chance to to practice English and uh, to try to be understood and understand. So it's really challenging, but it's fun as well. So.
0: Also, if I'm not mistaken, on this fellowship, you uh, will write a series of articles or you're doing a particular research. Is yeah. that right? And, yeah. and what is your research? What are you particularly looking at here in the United States?
1: So uh, what I'm doing here is kind of the same that I'm trying to do back in Europe in Italy, which is research on the um, um, on the you know the workplace, the the marketplace, and see how. So I cover I generally cover like unemployment issues and stuff like that. And so I was really interested in how the United States is recovering after the Great Recession. And I'm reading everywhere that now um, the United States are very close. To um, like full employment, but what kind of jobs have been created after <coughs> the Great Recession? And uh, after the Great Recession, I mean, are these jobs uh, like what's the quality of the job? Are they uh, okay, like to pay the bills at the end of the month and stuff like that? So I'm really um, interested in the uh, the so called gig economy. So the gig, uh, the gig, gig, right? G I G, yeah. <the> <laughs> So all of these new, many, it turns out that many of these new jobs created are part of this gig economy. This is kind of related to the platform economy. So you have these apps and technology that allow, you know, people to, um, I mean, they put together uh, demand and requests for, uh, for jobs and very easily through an app turn up on your smartphone. Uh, so that's 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 the fun part of it because uh, it's easy to, to, to get into a gig to offer a job and uh, and get it. But on the other hand, uh, what happens with all the benefits uh, that come with the traditional you know, jobs? Because
0: most of those uh, gig economy jobs, mm. if I understand correctly, mm. are part-time or yeah. sometimes they're given to freelancers and yeah, uh, they're considered independent contractors yeah. as opposed to yeah. employees, so therefore there are no retirement benefits or exactly. health care benefits. benefits. Uh, It's it may be it may pay well, but depending on the skill level, but it's still uh, part time without all of the other fringe benefits. Yeah,
1: exactly. So if you value like uh, being your own boss or um, uh, having your, like your, you can you know f- fix your own schedule. That's fine and that's nice part of it. But on the on the other end, uh, what happens if you don't have health insurance coverage, especially when you you know grow older and stuff like that? So probably people are very excited about that but they don't see that there's also a dark side well it.
0: It, it also seems uh, and I haven't studied it but it seems like those kinds of jobs would be trending towards younger people as as yeah. you say as as you get older people look for a little more stability in employment and a little more uh, benefits they they want yeah. more benefits
1: in, they look for employment. stability actually but I was kind of surprised because to some of the places I've been to already um, so I visited like co-working places, places and I was very surprised because I expected to meet young people and and uh, actually, um, in the in these co-working places, I, I met a lot of uh, elderly people, like people in their 50s, in their 60s. So, uh, they're probably people who lost their jobs, like the traditional jobs uh, in 2010 or whatever. And now they kind of get back into into the workplace through these gigs, which is good on, on one side, but also, yeah, again, what's the quality of, of the job and what's, you know, do you still have the benefits that you used to have before and is this the future of the workplace so probably like even politics should be more involved and uh, uh, and also like stat- statistical institution they should dig a little bit deeper into this phenomenon and try to understand and be
0: able to provide benefits and and uh, at yeah, least health care for 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 yeah. for people yeah one, one of the things in, in you talk about it is uh, coal miners Yeah. Yeah, And they have been promised with this administration that they'll get their jobs back. Well, the economy is indicating that they really won't in large numbers get their jobs back because that section of the economy is tending towards natural gas and other things that are far cheaper in the overall economic base. Yeah. so those people are sort of left. Do I take the gig job? Do I do yeah. I retrain it? Do I sit and wait for the job to come back, and it may never come back? Yeah, exactly. It's very difficult.
1: I read that, uh, especially in this in this area, so Ohio, Pennsylvania, West uh, Virginia. West Virginia yeah. uh there used to be uh, I read very recently some articles that it used to be like very um hardcore democrats voters they turned to to Donald Trump or to you know the the Republicans to uh because they promised to to bring back the jobs because uh it was actually, um, so, uh, the, the, f- the 40 years ago, so the, the anniversary just came a couple of days ago that, uh, so many people, um, working in the steel mills, mm-hmm. uh, they, they were fired. They were laid, uh, laid off, uh, like in one day, like fi- uh, five thousand people. And this, uh, like, um, domino effect never really ended. So, uh, in the decades after that, uh, people kept on losing their jobs, uh, and they 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 fled. They basically uh, left their their hometowns to go somewhere else. And so it's really it's really sad. It's really sad. And
0: uh, do you have the same phenomenon in Europe?
1: So we are experiencing uh, I mean of course we were affected by the by the um, In economic crisis right. yeah and we are experiencing a lot of this you know out, outsourcing so basically uh, the companies try not to they are not hiring people uh, anymore they outsource the you know what uh, what Jobs that need to be done, like work that need to be done. They, they just keep like the hardcore, um, like the the things and the people that they really, really need, and they outsource everything else. So you you are like in the same office, and uh, you have people who have like full benefits and stuff, and sitting next to people who are like kind of freelancing, and they, so, you know, you're you they are creating this this. Uh, division like this wall into into the same workplaces and that's kind of sad so you have the privileged ones and you have the people who are kind of uh, trying to get there but they will never probably because this is what's going on and this is uh, unfortunately probably going to be the future so hopefully not but this is how the things look like at the moment
0: I know that uh in in Europe you you uh have really a, an economy that's a little different than than our economy. Yeah. Uh how would you rate the employee here compared to the employee in Europe?
1: Well, the first thing that uh, you know comes to my mind is that probably um we have um our unions have a stronger power uh, as far as i'm reading here um unions here are weakening uh, are, are. are losing are losing a lot of power so uh yeah we probably have like stronger union but still they're not uh, trained or they don't know how to uh, you know to take care of these new employees that are not Employees actually, they are like contractors and stuff. Right. So they're still, um, they don't have like the the the, uh, the skills and the tools to uh, protect to kind of protect uh, these new workers so we're struggling as well but still at least we have like um, in Europe we don't have this uh, health um, health issue I mean uh, the health care uh, health yeah. health care is public so it's covered by the state and um, of course it doesn't work like Perfectly, but no. still, uh, they don't care if you have a work, if you're unemployed, whatever you are, have, you have the right. So
0: it's not a condition of employment like it is here yeah. in many cases.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Let's let's talk a little bit about immigration in, yeah. in this country. Um, uh, I think part of the voting for President Trump yeah. and and certainly dissatisfaction among a segment of our working. Uh, class people are that they think immigrants, both legal and illegal, are coming into our country and taking jobs Jobs. away from uh, people who were born and and raised here. Uh, In Europe, you you have the refugee problem as well as massive immigration uh, uh, in some segments uh, of Europe. Are you having that same conflict between workers uh, perhaps the lower level of the job economy and 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 immigrants?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is very This is a very big uh, issue in Italy. So because of like our geography, we are uh, like in the middle of the Mediterranean and we are in front of the, you know, uh, Libya, in front of Africa. Uh, We have like masses of immigrants coming to our coast and coming to Italy through, you know, Sicily and uh, other coastal regions. And especially, so like the the um, far um, uh, right wing um, party is taking uh, power because uh, is gaining power and gaining t- supporters because of that because people think that they are gonna take our jobs and. Uh, Marry our woman, whatever, women, yeah.
0: Similar to uh, the election issue in France Yeah, re- yeah, recently. that's
1: very similar. Yeah, everybody was fearing that, um, uh, like A the... Pen yeah the how it's called the party anyway the the far the far um, right party uh front national yeah the front national would take power and yeah unfortunately it did not because otherwise that would have been a like a very strong uh, signal for
0: and germany has an election coming up uh, Yeah. And, uh, andrea merkel is up for re-election
1: yeah she's up for re-election and she was struggling as well because she would uh, you know support like the refugee um uh, policies you know uh take care of these people, especially the Syrians because they are fleeing, you know, they are escaping from war, so they uh, you know, they they really have this right to be protected but on the other hand uh, people get uh, got quite nervous about you know, because there are many, many many people coming, so we're not really um, ready for that, especially there's not so we are called the European Union but uh, when it comes to this uh, very hard situation heart issues everybody's kind of looking at his own belly and they mm-hmm. don't care sure. so they don't like to you know to share the problem and try to get to a solution together uh, so uh, Italy uh, is being left alone and this is this is true I mean uh, uh, probably also because of the government I have to say they don't know how to raise their voice and be you know listened to uh, but also, we have to say that especially the um, uh, like uh, northern country, oh, European right. countries European uh, countries they don't care because they're not facing the same issue or not as big as we are.
0: They're not a gateway into Europe. You're, by geography, so close as 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 are some of the other countries. Yeah,
1: so they don't seem to care. And we ask for help. And they say, yeah, it's your business. We don't care. So, yeah. um,
0: And we have Great Britain now suffering from uh, massive terrorism on, it seems like, a regular basis. At the same time, they're looking to to leave uh, uh, the European Union uh, mm-hmm. that causes issues as well i'm sure
1: yeah 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 absolutely everybody again was very surprised that uh, uh, the the they voted for leave <laughs> like to, to to get out of the european union and now people again, like after the 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 u s election, the day after everybody was like, "What did we really do it and so I think in Great Britain, people tried to do try to be like, uh, "Can we cancel it? Can we do it again <laughs> And
0: we call that a do over <laughs> can yeah, we do it over Can we yeah. do it
1: over um yeah so it's gonna be like a very uh long process. They still kind of you know uh t- try to uh, to understand how to deal with Europe in order to keep good re- some sort of good relationship but then the, the european leaders are saying okay you voted to get out now you just go out you know you don't you do because they want like to keep the the good parts yeah, of it and ju- then, just leave yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. it sounds like almost a, a romantic up yeah, between yeah. people, you know. Yeah. Uh, no, I want to stay. I want to stay and be friends. And yeah, I wanna do exactly. This and yeah. No, just leave. I've <laughs> seen <laughs> an
1: illustration about that, and they were kind of illustrating like a like a a romance, a romance, romance yeah, yeah, yeah a relationship. No, I want to go. No, please stay. No, <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. But
0: but we had Brexit vote, and mm. then we had Donald Trump being elected, and we had Le Pen uh, making a. Yeah. a Big move in yeah. in in France. All of this um, is sort of anger based politics. Yeah, uh, where is. where people who s- were uh, against the European Union, people who were for Trump, people who were for Le Pen, yeah. sort of an angry voice. This doesn't seem to be bound by country. It seems yeah. to be a, a trend. Yeah, like all over. Do you see that in in your country?
1: Yeah, we do see that. I I think it's it's strongly related to the economic crisis. So when people lose their jobs and they don't have uh, like a – um, a positive um, idea of their future. They don't see any future at all for themselves and for their kids. Actually, we are like the oldest country and we are aging and aging and uh, young people don't have kids, don't have babies because they don't trust the future. They don't know. They don't even know if they're going to get a job. How do they can plan for starting a family and stuff like that? So yeah I think this anger um that is so widespread is really related with a um an like a very pessimistic idea of the future and when you don't when you're not positive. Uh, about your future, and you have many reasons for not being positive. Um, then you kind of, you know, uh, be very suspicious about everybody else coming. You know, uh, you're not very welcoming to 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 the others. So and, it's understandable, but it's still mm, like a a cycle, like a virtuous cycle, right. and you never get out of it if you don't break it somehow. Yeah.
0: We'll be back after this message. The Scripps College of Communication at Ohio University seeks to not only educate its students about today's communication industry, but to produce innovative leaders. These leaders will shape the future of communication and its methods of delivery in a rapidly changing technological landscape. Scripps provides leadership in communication by preparing students to be effective and responsible communicators in a global society and by advancing the field through creative activity and research on communication concepts, issues, and problems. The Scripps College of Communication fosters multicultural awareness within a diverse community. It strives to create a climate of civility where leadership and innovation are prized and responsibility and accountability are understood. The college values curriculum, research, and creative activity that provides benefits to people regionally, nationally, and globally. You can learn more at ohio.edu slash Scripps College. Your reaction to uh, President Trump's speech in front of the U- United Nations, yeah. uh, you, you obviously are a, a, a woman that has a global perspective. Uh, how did you react to his speech?
1: Well, uh, actually, uh, I uh, I would expect him to to say what he said. I mean, uh, how can you be, like, surprised or disappointed? I mean, you already know...
0: Who he is who what he t- is, Yeah, we already
1: know how, how he behaves, and uh, we already we already know he, that he doesn't care who he's talking to. I mean, he was talking to the, uh, you know, European New Union, uh, like... Uh, Almost two hundred leaders, European leaders, um, and he was like threatening um, countries. uh, And well, of course, uh, and some people like him just because he's uh, like straightforward. He says things. He says exactly what he thinks. He's not very diplomatic. He's not trying to. Cover, uh, or it goes
0: from heart to mouth and sometimes bypasses brain yeah <laughs> I know. yeah no brain. a lot like, of people like, think like, yeah, yeah exactly
1: uh, so yeah I I talked to people who were disappointed uh, and I I read a lot in, in the news and I I checked you know the social media to see what people say about that and they were like surprised or disappointed but how can you be surprised or disappointed you already but we kind of knew what he was going to say or what he was going to do. Hopefully, uh, we had a sort of uh, very similar experience with our Berlusconi back in Italy. Oh, right. He's been around, like, for uh, 20 years and is actually still uh, trying to get back into politics. So we kind of had something similar, but uh, the fact is that uh, Donald Trump has gotten a lot more power. So it can be a lot more dangerous so yeah
0: speaking of dangerous uh this um escalating talk uh back and forth between the US and North Korea yeah between Trump and the and the leader of North Korea uh, from a european perspective does that give you uh,
1: any uh, anxiety it does And if we have to talk about the two leaders, European like media, they kinda treat them like the same. I mean they're (laughs) like two weird people who are spend their time like uh, threatening uh two children sh- uh, yeah. on a playground uh, yeah. threatening yeah. each other right yeah i'm stronger than you i'm going to destroy you yeah. Um, yeah and they don't care. i mean they're talking about nuclear weapons so it's not it's not a game <laughs> they should be aware of that it's not a game there's human lives involved and uh, like uh yeah like international uh, you know, issues, so they should be very careful. I mean, I'm I'm nobody to say that, but it's just, you know, uh, common sense that they should be more careful about what they say and what they do. The
0: United States uh, uh, appears through the Trump administration to be – Turning inward, a little more yeah. isolationist certainly yeah. than it was leaving the Mm-mm. Paris Accord, yeah. uh, among other things, it's it's pulling in by by itself. Uh, that being said. Uh, a lot of people are saying that that gives Europe a n- new status. Uh, uh, some are even claiming that uh, Angela Merkel is is the spokesperson of the free world now and the mm-hmm. leader of the free world instead of the president of the United States. What What's your take on that? How do you see all that?
1: I don't think there's uh, like a, a real leadership now uh, Anywhere, like, uh, they all seem to be like uh, like uh, ships <laughs> in, in, in the sea, like, yeah. Just sort English. of going... Going whatever the Whichever ways. way. Yeah, yeah, whichever ways. I don't see any strong leadership uh, here or back in Europe, actually, so... This is my very personal point of view, but it's kind of the feeling that every everybody I talk to has uh we don't really know uh, again when it comes to big issues and we are uh, supposed to face it together and uh then everybody is just kind of thinking of for themselves and not being very united, so this is what it is uh.
0: Let's circle back to your trip here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time you start off either in New York or Washington and then uh, circle back there. You said you started in Washington. Uh, you're, you're now at Ohio University yeah. at, in Ohio. Sort of give us an idea where all you will be visiting and what you want to see during this 90 days.
1: So yeah, I started in uh, Washington D.C. and then I went to New York City, which is kind of the, of the like the the main uh, media center. Uh, but uh, as I was uh, as I mentioned before, they're kind of like bubbles. Yes, so <laughs> they're bubbles, and they are beautiful, of course, and super interesting places. Uh, but uh, they're kind of away from like the real country and what I wanted to do in this trip is is get away from there as soon, as soon as I could and get into like into the artland. So where we are now, uh, I was really interested in the Rust Belt uh, right. states because this is this seems to be and they are the Ohio states... Ohio
0: and Pennsylvania yeah. and, and Michigan. And, yeah,
1: and, these are the states that suffered more, you know, from the recession. So I kind of wanted to see how. Uh, things are going uh, a few years later, if they are recovering, and what's their strategies to get out of that situation so it's so interesting to me and the other part of it is that, that it is really being an adventure so I am on my you know by myself I'm alone most of the time even if I'm meeting a lot of people so um, everything was, was challenging first of all how to uh, do I uh, prepare a luggage for a three month stay <laughs> and that goes from summer to autumn and then it's going to be a part of winter, winter. yeah um, or do
0: you buy as you go along, right?
1: Uh, a few things. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I'm buying something, especially in these uh, um, college towns, because everybody seems so proud about being, you know, part of the Ohio University, Syracuse University. Everybody so, yeah. has their name the, uh,
0: emblazoned on their, and their yeah, clothing. And, and right? they're
1: so proud that you feel like, I want to have, have a T-shirt <laughs> as well. I want to be part of this community because it's so strong. And when I was in Pittsburgh, everybody around was like uh, wearing like the stealers. Steelers. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, black and gold uh, everywhere. And then you want to buy, go and buy something black and gold. Right. They have yeah, this strong identity everywhere I go. They have this strong uh, pride. Regional
0: and, uh, pride. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, that's
1: so cool. We don't have that, not at all. So people go to university and 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 they still keep their own lives. They don't have, like team sports, um, everybody uh, lives his life, and of course they go to classes, but sure. we don't have the college towns, so it's so interesting for me, it's so new, uh, and I, I, I'm really liking it.
0: There's more cohesiveness here yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in college communities. Yeah. Are you going to be able to visit the southern part of the United States? Are I am. Are you going to the south?
1: I am. So I talked to a journalist when I was back in, uh, in Washington, which is now a couple of weeks ago and he said oh you're gonna uh, so I was talking to him about the, my itinerary and he said oh you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of funky places <laughs> and I was like wow I love funky places so when I when I said to uh, people that I'm going to Omaha Nebraska they say what that's in the middle of nowhere and I said like, wow I can't wait I'm just very excited I'm not here to you know to see like the, the big skyscrapers sure. I've already seen them and of course they are fascinating especially if you come from uh, you know from from abroad and our architecture back in Europe is totally different so it's still Absolutely. very big very impressive but uh, yeah I want to talk to regular folks and I want to you know understand how they they deal with their lives. Uh, it's so interesting for me.
0: Omaha is very flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody tells <laughs> me. Compared to here, and <laughs>
1: even the driving thing was very challenging for me. And I love that because it's like a, a very an, an American thing that you get on the road and you drive for hours and hours in very, you know, and there's nothing around, just right. maybe the forest. <laughs> um, I was driving from uh, Syracuse to Pittsburgh, and I saw a sign like. Uh, bear, bear crossing. <laughs> <Yes>. What? May <laughs> I run into a bear? What? <laughs> that's, that, so, and sometimes that's. I was losing signal. Oh, so yeah. I was like, Uh, will I get lost in the in the forest with bears (laughs)
0: bears and no cell phone yeah no no, no service
1: I was kind of panicking but then it was such a gorgeous day that I was like having fun I was actually I was singing in my car and I was so excited yeah (laughs) Uh,
0: have you studied here before have you been here many times
1: no, actually, I traveled to, to the United States a few times, and I did an internship in um, in Chicago. Okay. But that was back in 2010. Uh, a completely different. Different situation. Yeah, and, completely and, different. And you can feel it. Uh, and I was uh, doing an internship at the Italian consulate in uh, in chicago uh, it was a, a great really a great experience. i had just um graduated um you know from university, university and i really really wanted to to live an experience abroad so I just applied through the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and I was very lucky uh that I could get uh, go to to chicago i really loved the the experience and then I traveled uh, quite a bit because I have you know friends like studying here and I happened to be here uh, I happened to be in New York City during uh, the election so I I oh, spent the election night um, and so my 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 boss back in Italy said okay you just go on vacation we have plenty of people covering the elections and I said okay that's fine I just want to feel the atmosphere sure. and everybody was sure that. Hillary would win, Absolutely. Like, like here, you know, yeah. nobody would expect. And then all of a sudden, things started to be different. Uh, and I got a call, <laughs> like, at 5 a.m. in the morning. I will never you're forget. You're
0: no longer on vacation, right? Yeah, you're like...
1: <laughs> get out, <laughs> get out of bed. I wasn't sleeping, actually. Everybody was kind of shocked. Right. Uh, go out and find stories. And I actually found a story of uh, this gay couple who had always been like uh, um, Democrat supporters and they turned to, to Trump. So I took a train and I went to uh, Coney Island.
0: Right. Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And they were like, are you sure you're a journalist? Because... Uh, People want to kill us now, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to make sure that you don't have guns. Or um, no, you can check online everywhere. I am a journalist, and I don't have any guns or knife with me. I just want to talk to you, and they were they were very welcoming. Yeah, I think when you talk to people, when you get a chance to talk to people, uh, then uh, you kind of understand their reasons. Uh, I mean. Uh, Every person has his own story, and I think we should, I should respect, even if I uh, I don't think the same as they think, it's always important to, to, to give voice and to, to to listen to people, yeah.
0: I think it's interesting from a journalistic perspective mm-hmm. to always um, try to find the reason yeah. that people, uh, yeah. I think all too often we cover things almost like sporting events, and, yeah. and we just cover what's happening but not why it's why? happening. Yeah. And, and to get underneath to why would two gay men Yeah, exactly. Vote for Donald Trump. uh, They must have their reasons, and that's the story.
1: That's the story. And if you understand and talk to these people and understand their reason, uh, that makes everything less uh, frightening. Yeah, it's just two people, like regular people, and they have their own reason. And I think I should respect their reasons, and everybody should. So, not just say, uh, yeah, it's not like. Uh, it's not like a sport event. You know. No. I am for Hillary. I am for Trump. No, everybody, in their own mind, and their own decisions, and their own reason, can fluctuate because of what they live. What and I'm spirit. afraid
0: our media covered this like a sporting event. Who's yeah. ahead today? Yeah. What are the polls saying? Who's yeah. who's in the lead? Yeah. Who's beating whom? And not really getting down to this anger factor or the disenfranchisement yeah. factor or yeah. the fact that unemployment was yeah. driving certain areas, especially in the Rust Belt.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but this is not a TV show uh, or a sport event. This is real life. So, yeah. yeah.
0: I hope you have a wonderful visit. Thank you. It is so far. (laughs) I hope your work's very productive, and I really appreciate your time in in talking with us.
1: Thank you for having me with you today. Thanks a lot.
0: Today we've been talking with Lydia Catalano. She's a visiting Italian journalist who is studying the impact of a transient workforce in the United States. Spectrum is produced by WOUB Public Media. Adam Rich is our co-producer. I'm your host, Tom Hodson. Please subscribe to Spectrum at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or at NPR One. We welcome your feedback, so please rate our podcast or review it through Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions or comments about any of our podcasts, Please direct them to me by email at hodson at That's hodson, H O D S O N, at ohio.edu.